This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by InterVarsity Press, whose vision is to catalyze redemption, restoration, and revival in our divided and broken world. Follow IVP on Twitter at IVPress and visit IVP's website at www.ivpress.com. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Well, well. Just doing too well, sis, <laughs> too, for the, for the two-parter. <laughs> it's a two-parter. It's a two-parter, y'all. Um, <laughs> And we are still in our We Gonna Learn Today series. What is sin? Part two. All right. You know, because sin is such a big topic and because sin is a no limit soldier, we Uh-oh. have to do. I thought I told you. Two okay. episodes. Yes. Yes. All see, right. I thought I told y'all. Y'all remember. Well, maybe, well I'm going to date myself with Master P, but y'all, yeah. <laughs> It ain't my fault. Did I do that? Yes. Yes, yes you did. You did. <laughs> yes, you did do that. But it's great. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad to be at this here table with y'all talking about sin. All right. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Y'all, how do we kill sin? How do we kill sin practically? What does that look like? Because we we talk about not not we the Bible talks about sin as you know um, you know um, crouching tiger hidden dragon <laughs> I had to say it. not exactly but, no, but. but as <laughs> crouching it talks about <laughs> these are my biblical remixes no but it, it talks about you know how it's it's really indwelling right I mean, it's, it's alive within us mm-hmm. we have to resist it the spirit is willing the flesh is weak we hear all yes. these things and how we have to actively yeah put it down kill mm-hmm. it. Um, cut it off at the head. So how do we do that? How do we? The how, how do y'all do that in your lives? I think the the way that I approach this question is very similar to how do I stay alive and connected to the Trinity? How do I stay joined mm-hmm. in in that beautiful dance of yeah. that which is good, that which mm-hmm. is perfect, that which is praiseworthy, that Help which is God. a good report? You know, yeah. um, how do I maintain spiritual health? Mm-hmm. Also, how we kill sin, um, and yeah. those are the same things Excellent. that I that I think I probably say Excellent. every time. And it's it's worship, prayer life, um, community, and confession. And I think part of that is because I want to move from scarcity to abundance. I see myself as by myself. I'm in scarcity. By myself, mm-hmm. I'm my own God. By myself, I'm my own provider. By myself, I'm my own creator and redeemer and guide. And by myself, I'm in scarcity, moving towards community and confessing my need, which is so healthy, Mm -hmm. which also means confessing my inability to meet my need. Moving towards that actually makes me a better member of the body. Mm -hmm. And when you are a a part of a healthy body or you are a healthy member of a body, Mm -hmm. you will immediately be held accountable for acting like an eye when you actually a toe. Come on, come on. And so it helps me to kill sin, to be confessional, mm-hmm. in community, 
and to do the activities of praying by myself with yes. other people and worshiping by myself and with other people because those things help me to kill sin by refusing to be ashamed that I have the capacity to sin. Yeah, mm. that's good. Um, and I think shame is one of the biggest reasons that we continue in, in sin, sin that we Absolutely. could kill. Oh, one yeah. of the biggest reasons that sin ends up killing us Absolutely. because we're way too scared to say we're drowning, we're dying, yes. we're getting killed by sin. Yeah. So prayer and worship, living in community and being confessional, free, free from shame. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, for, for me, uh, I'd echo all those. Um, I would say confession is huge, but when I say confession, uh, yes, conf- confession to God in my own personal time and mm-hmm. prayer, yes, but also communal confession mm-hmm. among trusted friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody Amen. ain't got to know my business. Um, but, you know, I think back to uh, uh, actually this time last year, mm. the devil thought he had me. Help us. Y'all don't need to know what it was, but the devil thought he had me. And I had, I texted Christina and Michelle, look, do mm. what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to pray for me. Yeah. So the devil's trying to get me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember and they prayed. And I remember y'all both y'all prayed. And then Christina said, she was like, I had a dream. Well, <laughs> I don't always reveal my my spiritual. And Christina things. said she was like, I had a dream. Mm-hmm. She got that prophetic. That the devil's there. trying to sift you. Like we <laughs> she didn't say that part, but pretty much. I mean, so I was like, you was right. Old Slufu was trying. <laughs> and so <laughs> don't stop. God, no, really, seriously. So I do believe I do, I do part of why, how I kill sin is mm-hmm. living transparently. Amen. It's very important. Amen. I think especially as somebody that is public, you know, public yeah. figure, however. Mm-hmm. Yeah, public figure. You know, I do believe that it's important. I think um, because I find that a lot of um, the things that repel people from the gospel is the hypocrisy that's of right. public that's figures, right. of pastors, oh, of well, not living is, authentically. That's why Jesus went in on them. Exactly. Mm. And so I've, I've always find that that's a stumbling block. That's and that's right. not, I never want to put up roadblocks mm. before people. Mm-hmm. So communal confession among trusted friends who I know will correct me yeah. and not co-sign hey. <laughs> what I'm doing. Correct me. will pray for me. Uh, we'll be like, all right, girl reroute me when I need to be yeah. rerouted. I do think it, for me also discipleship is really, so of course yeah. my spiritual disciplines, praying and Absolutely. all those, yeah, that, that for me is yeah. um, really important. Um, and in the before times going to church and, you know, logging online church mm-hmm. this is where we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do those things, but then also discipleship is actually really key for me. It actually helps to hold me accountable because yeah. it's like, well, I can't be preaching this and I live in a different way. Yeah. And so I'm like, That's if I'm nice. going to tell them, all right, y'all, we got to walk in the light, mm-hmm. the beautiful light. I got to walk in the light, I'm wet. the beautiful light. <laughs> you know, so well, so that is also another, soft. it's another check and balance, a spiritual check and balance for me be, to be able to do discipleship. So that those are the, those are the things that help me mm. to kill sin. Amen. Yeah, that discipleship piece. That mm. helps. Yeah, it helps me. You know. So yeah, I was. I would say ditto to all all the things y'all just said. And I was what I've been was been playing around in my head is Michelle. You talking about the power that shame has yeah. to oh, yeah. to to shut us up when we need us. to confess. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. To not right. reach out and grab the liberty that is before us. Hallelujah. You know, we 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 will continue to just grip a hold of the chains. That's right. And. That's right. Christ nailing sin and shame to the cross. Thank you, Lord. Past, present, and future. Just so, so, so kind. So the 
the comprehensiveness yeah. of the gospel. Because I really do need a comprehensive intervention with my heart and soul. The only thing that the only thing that I would add is that I think confession and repentance has become really important to my life as a mom. Okay. And I know that there are I know there are so many people who. Uh, their their story, like their childhood story, particularly, you know, black folk. Actually, we have a, so many people have this childhood story mm-hmm. of like, my parents have never apologized to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just how how shocking it would be yeah. to, to have that mm-hmm. or to, like, mama blatantly wrong, boldly wrong. Oh, yeah. and you're like, we gonna talk about that? They're like, no, I'm just gonna oh, feed no, you. You're never gonna <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gonna feed you food and that means that this didn't happen. And I recognize that as wrong, you know, as a former family therapist, I'm like, man, this is devastating, multi-generationally devastating, mm-hmm. the inability to own that and to do that. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. I think somewhere over the last last several years, um, I realized I began to become more and more convicted about how my children would tell the story of who I am. Wow. Because they, they're gonna tell that story one day. Yeah. Yes, they will. And and I wanted them to not tell a st- story. First of all, they can't tell a story of me being perfect because I'm I'm not. Sure. Um. Sure. And so they, so I. But I wanted them to tell a story of, um. My mother was not perfect, but when she was wrong, she named it, she so said rare. it, yeah. and she made it right as best as she could. So and she yes, pointed to Christ as her only help. And so a part of my part of my confession mm-hmm. has been in my resistance of sin is owning sinfulness in my parenting. Wow. Wow. Um, and owning that with my children as a part of the discipleship that they are due. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and it is hard. It is hard. Right. It's easier, I think, with my younger child, <laughs> but with a teenager. Yeah. Owning, you know, owning like, you know what, that that, that was out of pocket. Mm-hmm. I should have listened better to what you were saying. Right. I was operating in fear mm-hmm. and trying to control you and what you were sharing with me. And that was actually about me and not about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To take the risk of telling the truth and repenting before mm-hmm. our children. Right. And it is risky because you, what you feel is like, if I, if I, if I release this, what is this going to say about me? Mm-hmm. How will my child use this, potentially use this against me? Mm-hmm. Or will they stop listening to me? Mm-hmm. And what I found that there is just credibility to be gained by being honest about who we are. If there's anybody who knows we got problems, it is our kids. Hello. Or the children around us. They know. They know, they know, they know. Anyway, so Ooh, they've been, that the has been crucial when yes. I think about, you know, kind of what you were saying too, Akimi, mm-hmm. about dis- about discipleship, like your mentorship with others. It's very, same, same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. That that has forced me to see my, my confession, my repentance, mm-hmm. um, and my pointing to a dependency on Christ mm-hmm. as necessary for the discipleship of my children. Amen. Thank you. I find so in so many deep ways the beauty of the difference between secretive shame and godly grief. Yes. Because what Jesus offered us is the mourning that was necessary when we look up at him on the cross. We should mourn. We should be sad. I mean, he bled and died. Because of systemic issues, yeah. right? Yeah, Murdered by the person. state mm-hmm. and because of our personal issues. Right. And so the yeah. shame yeah. of our sin has perished yeah. with the powers of sin and death and destruction. But godly grief yeah. is an ever-living, ever-present lament 
that the Lord commands us into to guide us to repentance. Um, and so I do want to take some personal privilege as the chief of sinners um, to just invite people <laughs> into a life yeah. that does not diminish godly grief. Yeah. Um, and we and we have been through these different spaces. And I know this is going to be a double episode. Um, so you'll hear different invitations uh, from us. But the thing that I'm really thinking through is how the culture, uh, the anti-shame culture that I think we've actually maybe talked about at the table. Yes. There's this anti-shame culture that does not address the importance of lament of grief. Yes. That leads to repentance. Yes. The, mm-hmm. dis- the distinction. Yes. Between those things. That's absolutely. Right. And so godly grief is what I want us to see yes. as that journey through the wilderness to, to the promised land. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think about how often we sing uh, hymns. I'm going to sing Walk in the Light. I think about how often we sing these hymns and we think, oh, we need to come where the dew drops a and, and a mercy shine bright. Where are you coming from, baby? Yeah. The yeah. Lord is with you where you're coming from. Yes. And and God might be dragging you by you your heels. <laughs> God be yeah. God might be walking for you. As is carrying common. you um to the mm. feet of the light of the world. So to our mm. sisters who are like I, I, I no longer feel secretive, but I'm so wor- I'm so burdened by the sin that I'm trying to kill. Hey, that might be that godly grief. Yes. Let it lead you. Let it lead yes. you to the light. Um, yes. And this is what this is our prayer for you is that you would see mm-hmm. the presence of God in the midst of the shadows that are bringing about some godly grief. Somebody is. Somebody has done something to you Mm -hmm. and you have godly grief about the apology that you are rightfully owed. Walk in the light. Mm -hmm. The Lord will, the Lord Mm -hmm. will avenge you. You have done something to somebody and you have godly grief (laughs) around the apology that you're trying to give that they won't receive because they haven't forgiven you. The Lord will speak to them. Walk in the light. So you are moving towards the light out of a darkness that the Genesis tells me mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit can create out of that chaos. Yeah. Don't be afraid of your darkness. Mm-hmm. Only strive and mm-hmm. listen to the one mm-hmm. who will lead you out of it, who will become a pillar of fire to lead you through yeah, whatever wilderness yeah, yeah. it is so you can walk in the light, beautiful light, to come where the dew drops a mercy shine bright to shine all around us by day and by night jesus the light of the world will cleanse you from all of your sin Hey, y'all, you know we are passionate about justice here at Truth's Table, which is why we are happy to share a brand new book by Terrence Lester entitled When We Stand, The Power of Seeking Justice Together. Activist Terrence Lester knows it's hard to change the world, but mobilizing and using our gifts in collaboration with others empowers us to do more than we ever could on our own. In his new book, When We Stand from IVP, Terrence looks at the obstacles that prevent us from getting involved, and he offers practical ways that we can accomplish things together as groups 
families, churches, and communities. And I have the opportunity and the privilege of endorsing Terrence Lester's newest book, When We Stand, because When We Stand challenges and instructs readers to move from being passive observers of injustice to active justice seekers through the power of proximity. Through the lens of Terrence's own justice journey, you are given a practical approach to seeking justice collectively. And so for our Truth Table listeners, y'all can save 30% off of When We Stand when you order at ivypress.com using the promo code TRUTH21. That's promo code TRUTH21. When you go to ivypress.com, you will save 30% off when you use TRUTH21 as the promo code. E, you know what's one good thing about Facebook? What? Because, you know, I don't fool with Facebook like that. (laughs) Well, you know what you can find on Facebook? You can find Truth's Table Black Women's Discipleship Group. Oh, that's right. That is one good thing about Facebook. (laughs) Absolutely. Look, sisters, we have started the Truth Table Black Women's Facebook Discipleship Group. So all you got to do is go to Facebook.com slash Truth Table, like our page. Yes, yes, yes. Go to our group and join. You got to answer three questions. One of them them questions is, are you a black woman? Come Come on, on y'all. Decency and order. We made it very easy for you. Decency and order. (laughs) Answer those three questions and then agree to the rules. That's all. And then you'll get admitted into the discipleship group. And we are going to have a good time in that group, growing in the Lord and getting to know each other. So join us today, facebook.com slash truth table. And we are back at the table. Um, so y'all, what exactly, how, what is? what do we do about besetting sins, right? Sins that we are just habitually committing, um, sins that we just continue to struggle maybe to cast down either because we like them, you know, or um, maybe we don't like them. The pleasure has gone from it, but we're just now um, so accustomed, right, to committing the sins. How do we get free from these besetting sins? Yeah, you know, I think about besetting sins and thinking about sins that we have, well, the sin itself has kind of an obsessive relationship with us, right, that mm-hmm. it's... Um, that it that it uh, clings to us even if we no longer find you know enjoyment or temporary delight in it, um, and I think the fact that we actually are frustrated or offended by our sin is an, is an evidence of the spirit at work in us. So sometimes we can get full of despair and we can get really angry because we're like, oh, why do I keep going back to this vomit over and over again? Why uh-huh. do I keep returning to that which I know doesn't please you? Uh-huh. But to even have the um, to even have that grief that you don't right. want to go back to even right. be to even be thinking what if god is unhappy with the way that i live what if he, what if he is not pleased with the words that i say right yes. um that is the spirit at work in us to even bring about a type of conviction Amen. where we no longer want that sin even though it's it's gripping onto us and it's it's chasing us down um and so i think i think many of us can find ourselves entangled and caught up with um, with besetting sins in our lives, and certainly, I think one of the ways it happens is because um, that particular besetting sin can be defining to who we are. We think it's a part of our personality, um, and it also could be a, something that is kind of our coping method. It's our go-to. Um, it could be something that we've used over time to feel good or to distract from some trauma or some pain in our lives. 
Um, and so now when we know that we don't want it and we know it's not good for us, it's mm-hmm. become it's become so integrated into who we are. And we really need the Lord to to break the chain. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Amen. I, I think a lot about that idea of grief um, of sorrow. I think we talked a couple times, maybe this, I don't know how many seasons ago this was, but we talked mm-hmm. about the idea of shame uh, being important for us to sense the right way to be ashamed of an action. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that uh, C just folded that into understanding what it produces. So obviously I'm thinking about second Corinthians right now uh, mm-hmm. in the seventh chapter where uh, Paul is writing Oh, how we didn't want, I'm, I'm paraphrasing right now, um, but in the seventh chapter of Second Corinthians, there's this, this note, a really heartfelt piece of this letter from Paul saying, we didn't harm you by challenging you because we weren't happy that you were sad yeah. when we told you you were sinning, but we were so thankful that your grief produced repentance. Um, worldly sorrow brings about death. Godly sorrow brings about uh, a zeal, a zeal to mm-hmm. fix it, mm-hmm. a thirst mm-hmm. for confession, a move to say, I'm not happy with this action that I can't seem to stop myself from doing. There must be a God. There must be a power that I can plead yeah. to, that I can throw myself in the arms of the one who cares so much more for me than even I care because I keep mm-hmm. moving myself into the sorrow that kills me. I want this sorrow to move me to a place uh, into the bosom of someone who gives me life. Mm. And that's what I believe uh, besetting sin that causes us grief. God doesn't want us to see sorrow, but oh, what beauty repentance brings yeah. uh, when when that's the result of godly grief. And so I think to make those distinctions um, is is a hopeful, it's a message of hope. Mm, yeah, man, such good nuance there. And I, I do think, um, and uh, with it, repentance um it brings obviously liberty. <laughs> um, it brings a whole lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that when we are face to face, you know, um, and taking stock of our besetting sins, it does show us that um, we do need the rescue and the power of of Jesus Christ, the power of the gospel uh, to help us um, relinquish this, right? And give this over. It's just something that um, can really take control of us, um, even though we have the capacity to say no, um, we really do need the power of the spirit um, to help us um, in those moments, you know, when we want to give in, when we have the the temptations, um, or we want to hold on, you know, to maybe something to to, um, maybe um, a ways that we've been sinned against, right? So we we don't want to release somebody um, from the debt that they owe us, um, whatever. Whatever that that sin is, um, it, it it's evident uh, that we need the Spirit's power um, to release the grip of besetting sin over our life. Um, and if we can take stock of that during our times with the Lord, and to examine honestly and truthfully with the Lord, and actually surrender that to God and ask God to help us. Um, and I. I I not not only do I believe God will help us, but I've seen God um, do that 
in my own life, right, with my own um, besetting sins. And so um, I know that God um, will indeed come through, set up a standard uh, and help us to to change and to walk uh, in the light, the beautiful light, right? Um, so yeah, y'all, I just, I'm thinking maybe, should we pray for our sisters about these, um, these besetting sins? Do y'all have any other thoughts before we do that? You know, I'm thinking about scripture when it talks about, you know, th- this kind, it makes these distinctions, right? So all of our, all of our sin is costly. All of our sin is grave. All of our sin means to, um, means to destroy us. Yes. But scripture does give us these distinctions about categories and types of sin. And, um, and we get these examples of, 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 of the sin that only comes out through prayer and fasting. Um, that the way we have to demonstrate a dependency and a humility and that we have to be ready to cast something off, to give something up, to deny ourselves. Um, we're, re- we're reminded about that in the text. And so um, I think that's a, a particular posture that we have to come to God in and, and prayer allows us to come to God in that way. And I can kick us off and why don't we all just take turns? I think going before God uh, uh, on behalf of our sisters and for those who are listening, I want you to get in your mind that 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 thing, that sin um, that that mocks you, that torments you, that you thought you had control over, but it now has control over you mm-hmm. um, that that tries to get you to doubt uh, your identity in Christ, that tries to get you to doubt that you are God's beloved. Um, it mocks you. And I want you to get that in your mind's eye as we go before God together in prayer. Gracious God, we thank you. We thank you that you are, um, you're sovereign and you're powerful, but you use that power um, to extend your love to us. Your power is on the agenda of your love, of your grace, of your mercy. And there are people listening right now um, who feel broken, who are so weary and weighted down by sin. They are exhausted And they are asking you, O Lord, they are choosing you. They're turning from that and they're turning to you. And they're asking you, O great shepherd, O great healer, be a balm. They're asking that you would break these chains. Maybe they were bracelets, uh, chains that they put on themselves at one point, but they are too heavy now. They realized that that was all deception. It was all vainglory. And they're asking right now that you would break those chains of bondage from them. Remind them that you have not left them, even though they struggle. The fact that they struggle and wrestle is evidence that you are at work in them, that the spirit is at work in them, Lord. Help us all every day in both small and big ways to choose you, your way, your will, your word, your wonder, your glory, your holiness, your righteousness. Even when we don't understand, grant us the faith to wait on you. Grant us the faith to wait on understanding. Lord God, you are indeed worthy and we uh, entrust ourselves to you and we entrust over to you uh, these besetting sins. And we plead uh, right now, Lord, in your divine mercy, Lord, break the shackles, bring the healing, set the captives free as only you can, Lord. Amen. And Lord, we pray also for those who are under the abuse of systemic sins, 
systems and institutions that are so corrupt with sin that it is now moralized. Uh, We bind, we bind the systemic moralizing of harm. We, we plead for your liberation, oh God, from the sins of a nation that bombs entire neighborhoods in Philadelphia, in Oklahoma. Uh, We pray, oh God, that you would be the God of history and the God of all truth that sets us free. We pray, Lord, that you would calm the fears of the people who are terrified to move about in societies where sinfulness is elevated, where we feel the weight of the world tempting us to live in corruption and then boast about our own greed. Help us, oh God, to not be beset with the sin that feels so beautiful. Help us, Lord, to feel weight as we ought to and help us to move that weightedness to the God who can truly lift it. We cry out for our sisters who are beset with the idea that they must achieve in order to be of value. Mm. Free us, O oh God, of bootstraps theory. Free mm-hmm. us, O oh mm-hmm. God, of our superwoman capes. And mm-hmm. will you forgive us to the point to where we are shameless about being free? And will you mm-hmm. help us, O oh mm-hmm. Lord, to continue, to continue, O oh God, to feel a healing around even the things we don't want to confess because it's awkward and embarrassing to have a sin problem. Free us of the shame of wanting and longing to confess. Bring us into our prayer closets when we need to be, oh Lord. But will you bring us out and help us to be a testimony to other people? We cry out to you, Lord, and we, we plead for your grace. Because if you don't do it, how can liberty come? If you yes. don't free us, how yes. can we be free? And so we're crying out to the God who brings us liberty. We are weary of trying to free ourselves. We're weary because we have been told that we are the captains of our own destiny. And that's a lie. Will you, O Lord, free us from our presumptions that we are you? Help Mm. us to be freely your created beings. And in so doing, let us model crying out to you to each other. Amen. Amen. Romans 6, verses 11 through 14. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. God, I thank you. I thank you, O God, for the gospel of grace, O God. I thank you, O Lord God, that this gospel that cost Jesus Christ, your son, his very life, oh Lord God. I thank you, oh God, that that because he died, oh Lord God, 
we are alive in Christ and dead to sin. Oh God, I thank you, oh God, that because the spirit of God lives with inside of us, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives within, oh God, I thank you that we now have the power to present our full bodies, our full selves, oh God, as instruments of righteousness, oh God, because of the righteousness imputed to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thank you, God, for that gracious gift. Thank you, God, for the blood. I thank you, God, that the blood still works, oh God. And I ask, oh Lord, and I plead the blood of Jesus over every sister, oh Lord God, over everybody who ain't a sister, oh Lord God, under the sound of my voice, oh God, I plead the blood of Jesus over them. I pray, oh God, that you, oh Lord God, would help them, oh Lord God, to present their uh, um, themselves, oh God, as instruments of righteousness, oh God, that you, oh God, would help them to cast off the yoke of bondage, oh God, and sin is bondage, oh God. I pray, oh God, that you, oh Lord, would help them to rejoice, oh God, in what is praiseworthy, what is lovely, what is good, oh God. I pray, oh God, that they will realize, oh God, that, that we have been invited to sup at your table, that we no longer need to live, oh Lord God, as though we are uh, 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 prodigal children, oh Lord God, eating the, the slop, oh Lord God, uh, uh, among the pigs, oh Lord God, I just pray, oh Lord God, that that the um, that the sisters at this table, oh God, would um, come to themselves, oh Lord God, as the prodigal son came to himself and realized, wait a minute, I got a daddy who got everything I ever needed. Let me go back and see about him, and and that dad opened up his arms and ran to that son. God, I pray. I pray that, that our sisters at the table would get a glimpse. Oh God, that you stand at the door ready, 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 ready to receive. Oh Lord God, all those who have fallen away, those who have backslidden, Lord, I thank you that you're married to the backslider, Lord God. And I pray, Father God, that those who are not backslidden, oh God, those who are the, who are the sons that stayed in the house, oh Lord God, and feel a little indignation. God, I pray, oh Lord God, that you would help them, oh God, to, to get a glimpse, oh Lord God, and get a, um, a profound revelation, oh God, of the grace that you bestowed upon them, the keeping grace that helped them to stay in the house. Lord, I pray that you, oh Lord God, would help them, oh Lord God, to continue, oh Lord God, to press toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus, oh God. Help them to know, oh Lord God, that those who look to you, their faces are radiant and they'll never ever be ashamed, oh God, so they don't need to live beneath, oh Lord God, the, the, um, the kingdom status that you've given them, oh God, as you have transferred us um, um, from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, oh God, you've changed our status from enemies, oh Lord God, to friends, oh Lord God, you've changed us, oh Lord God, to children, oh God, you've given us the right to become your children, my God, we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace, O oh Lord God. We thank you, O oh God, for your word to us, O oh Lord God, that is a lamp to our feet and a light for our path, O oh Lord God. Help us, O oh Lord God, to walk 
in the light, O Lord God. Help us to keep ourselves from idols, O Lord God. May you be glorified. May you be magnified in our lives, O Lord God, as we continue to cast off besetting sins, O Lord God. Help us to look to you, God. We know that you are a redeemer. We know that you are our our restorer, O Lord. And we know that you save to the uttermost, O Lord, and that you're able to keep us from stumbling, to keep us from falling, and to present us faultless, O Lord. So we are trusting in you. We're looking to you, Lord, and we know that you are coming for those who are waiting, O Lord. And so we are waiting with the spirit of expectation while waving the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ. We are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, O God, and we thank you. We thank you for the gospel. God, I pray all of these things in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, I want to just thank y'all sisters Mm -hmm. for sitting at the table and praying um, for our sisters and sharing just practical advice and wisdom and counsel on how we can be killing sins. Um, And sisters, of course, we want to thank y'all for sitting at the table with us. So let's keep the conversation going and tweet us your thoughts about we going to learn today. What is sin? Part two. And we'll see y'all on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.